0: Hello there, and thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Surveys reflecting where we are today as Americans. The American culture. How we study it through different means. Reading history is one way. We compare history with what's going on today in today's world. And we understand today better as we know history. But there's another way. And that is through surveys and questionnaires that are given to a wide variety of people and um, learn what they think and what the population that they surveyed think about the American world and American life today. So when when I read statistics, I read survey results, I take notice. Where are we today as Americans? Where is America headed? We don't know exactly, but we get a sense of it from the results of different surveys that are taken across the country by different survey uh, organizations and agencies and foundations. You know, Americans are woefully ignorant, just woefully ignorant, of the foundations of our nation that are enshrined in the U.S. Constitution and in the Declaration of Independence. Many surveys show that the american population do not know and do not understand and do not know the dynamics and the dimensions of the united states constitution and the declaration of independence so we have generations that do not understand and do not know the foundation stones the foundation uh, building stones of our nation you can only know that by knowing the constitution and the Declaration of Independence, and other documents, you know, as well. Here's a survey that was taken in 2017, University of Pennsylvania, and it was conducted by the Annenberg Public Policy Center of the University of Pennsylvania. This gives you kind of a flavor of where we are as a nation, just on that one point about how we understand our country and how we know the details of our country and its formation, and where it's going. Survey found that 37% of Americans could not name a single right protected by the First Amendment. 37, almost 40% of Americans could not name a right that we have as a result of the writing and the acceptance of the First Amendment. That's free speech. And most Americans, not most, but a large population of Americans, 40%, could not name it. That's tragic. Okay, here's another finding. 26% of the population of Americans could name only, could not name, pardon me, only 26% could name all three branches of, a government, of the government. Only 26% could name all three branches of government. Well, there are three branches. And, you know, about a quarter of the population just does not have an understanding of, of the three branches and how they work together. And why that gives our nation strength, here's another finding. Only 33% of the Americans could name any branch of government. Not only did they not know the three branches, but they could not even name one branch, 33% of them. So you can see the American population is largely uneducated, largely ignorant about the basic tenets of our country, of America. Now... Here's another research study showing further statistics about our country and where we are today as a people. This was a study done in 2018 by the Pew Research Center, and they asserted something like 30,000 people in 27 different countries about their perception of national shift from 1998 to 2018. And they looked at it relative to family structure, ethics, religion, racial diversity, and impact. So, how do we stand up in America? What are the findings? Here's what they came up with. Our country, America, has become more diverse. Well, almost 70% of the population agreed with that. Our country has become more diverse. Only 10% felt we were less diverse Well, about 15% felt that we were just about the same as we always have been over the past 20 years. Okay, here's another finding. Gender equality has increased in our country. Well, about 68% of the population that were surveyed agreed that we have a greater gender equality today than we've ever had in the past. 8% felt we've decreased gender equality, and about 22% felt it's about the same has always been so gender equality is seen as being more likely to occur today more evident today more present today in how we run business and how we operate as a country giving equality giving equal consideration giving equal rights giving equal opportunity to both men and women now how they engage in those opportunities how they exploit them how they use them how they develop them that's up to the individual all a country can do all a people can do is to provide an opportunity and the only thing that can be done then is for people to take advantage of that opportunity and if we don't take advantage of that opportunity it's lost you can't force gender equality upon people you can only make the opportunity for gender equality available across the country across the world across the nation across the city across the state in which you live but it's up to the individual to take advantage of that opportunity of gender equality step forward and exercise it activate it here's another statistic religion has been more important in our country religion has become more important in our country the role it plays in our country Well, 27% felt that that's true. 37% felt that religion has become less important, less valid, less impactful upon the life of the American people. So there's a real shift. 27% only, only 27% believe that religion has a more important role in our country. Okay, so we see a shift there. And here's the fourth finding that they came up with. Family ties have strengthened in our country. 15% 15% felt that's true. Only 15% felt that family ties have strengthened over time, last 20 years, in the, in a country of America. 58, almost 60%, felt that family ties have weakened over the past 20 years of America. So, we see the American people are uh, ...observing what's going on in our country, they're, and they're involved in it, and they're invested in it, and they understand it. Doesn't say that it's right or wrong, doesn't say that it's good or bad, but we see the American people understanding that there's been a shift in our country, particularly in the area of religion. Religion has become less important to people, and particularly in the area of family ties, that it's weakened rather than strengthened in the last 20 years. Now, and I can add to that, gender equality has increased. People see that and believe that to be true. And we've become more diverse as a people. So you can see there are some shifts and some changes taking place in the American culture, and the American lifestyle, and the minds of people. But here's an interesting piece of evidence that shows some shift that's really taken place. In April, a magazine was produced entitled Teen Vogue. Now, Teen Vogue is released um, as a kind of an opinion magazine. And the article that caught my attention was, Why Sex Work is Real Work. Why Sex Work is Real Work. written by a doctor, uh, Moore Fulberg. And um, this particular doctor from South Africa, and she is the head of the South African Sexual and Reproductive Justice Coalition. And in this article, she makes the point prostitution and sex workers, such as dancers and actresses and escorts, are being unfairly stigmatized and suffer from discrimination. And she ends the article making a plea that we accept and condone prostitution for teenagers. Now, that's irresponsible journalism, that's irresponsible thinking, irresponsible writing irresponsible leadership. The research is directly contrary to those opinion, or to that, to that opinion. Research is clear. Those women that engage in prostitution have problems throughout their entire lifespan. They are not educated. They are not socialized. They do not do well in marriage. They do not do well in their employment world. They do not do well as a family. They are people who are on the bottom end of effectiveness in all areas of life so to advocate for prostitution being glorified in some kind of way we are advocating women to assume a role in our society which is in the bottom tier now why would we want that why would we even encourage that why would we even allow that our country is based upon sexual purity sexual morality sexual honesty. We are not to encourage and to train young women to be unfaithful in their relationships, to encourage and train young men to be unfaithful in their relationships. We do not need that and we do not want that. But that's what this kind of thinking promotes, unfaithfulness in any kind of a relationship. So you see we're a long way there from reality when it comes to uh, sexuality. And one final Observation comes from Canada. We have a father and a mother who give birth to a child. The child is a boy. They hate divorce. The mother wants to have the boy become a girl to espouse the configuration of being a girl. And the father objects and he goes to court, pushes it all the way to the court. And the court in Canada comes down against the father, indicating that he cannot refer to her as a boy cannot refer to the child in any kind of a pronoun you cannot refer to the child by name if it's male oriented in other words the father has no right to have influence upon the sexual development of his own son totally up to the father i mean totally up to the mother what she wants that's what this court is basically saying and we see this going on across the country where one parent, because he he or she objects, does not have the right to exercise their value system and exercise their opinion and exercise their belief, exercise their morals. They have to go by what the other parent prefers and wants, and the courts ordain that. So you see, we're living in a world today which is, in a way, mixed up. We're living in a world today which is uh, gone astray, Living in a world today that um, creates challenges beyond one's capability of understanding and handling and dealing with it. But we're all faced with this kind of, or these kinds of issues. And it's up to us to know where we stand, know our faith, know our morals, know our value system, know our beliefs, know what we want, know what we do not want, know what is right, know what is wrong. And that comes from early childhood development. Parents have a major responsibility for teaching children how to make proper and honest decisions and to carry out a lifestyle consistent with those decisions and to influence the world for good as compared to for confusion. Anyway, nice to have you with me on the uh, podcast today and uh, trust that this could be very helpful to you. Go to my website, www.booksbyhedberg.com, and check the book out, Doctor, Teach Me to Parent. A great book, particularly as we struggle in our country with the issue of parenting, and we struggle in our country with the issue of uh, proper and moral behavior. My book addresses these issues, and I recommend the book to you. Okay? Bye for now.